Hi everyone, I'm Chloe. Hi, I'm Chrissy. Um, welcome to the first ever episode of our podcast. The Sneaky Link Inc. Yup. Chloe, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so I'm a senior at Rutgers graduating this May. I'm a publicity assistant for a PR company that specializes in the entertainment industry. And I used to be a brand ambassador and campus outreach manager um, at Bumble. Chrissy, yes. Turns. I'm Chrissy DeRobertis. Um, I'm also a Rutgers senior graduating in May. I'm a journalism major currently working in the sports media industry and I used to work at Tinder as a student brand marketing manager. So for the first episode we just want to start by telling you what the whole podcast is going to be about. Um, In the first episode we'll be talking about the birth of online dating, how it really got started, Um, some of the major platforms we use with their similarities and differences, and the advantages and disadvantages of online dating versus conventional dating. Then later episodes, we're going to cover safety precautions, when online dating, um, how online dating enables hookup culture, your self-presentation while creating your profile, and what you want it to look like, slash how people expect it to appear, Um, and the effects of online dating has on your mental health and well-being. Yep, and we'll also dive into how the COVID pandemic affected online dating, uh, the potential future for online dating apps, and how the platforms are used in different ways for entertainment purposes. So it started with personal ads that people would submit to magazines and newspapers trying to find their match. Um, Next, other services were created, like matchmaking services, where the users technically would um, complete questionnaires and then the makers would match them with the best person based off their results. And then some of the first websites were created between 1995 and 1998, um, like Kiss.com, eHarmony, and a couple other major ones. So the reason why there's always been this stigma behind online dating was due to the people posting these ads in newspapers and magazines. Um, it was always negatively associated with online dating. And since, yeah, so in a research article from the Association of Psychological Sciences, the authors state that the industry for a long time enjoyed almost no benefit of word of mouth referrals and moved along at a painfully slow growth rate, taking that much longer to reach a critical mass. So um, while online dating through websites did flourish its creation, it was still viewed as bizarre. And since the creation of these dating apps on our mobile devices, there's no longer any negativity associated with it. So some of the biggest um, apps, like we mentioned, were Bumble, Tinder, and Hinge. Tinder and Hinge were launched in 2012, and Bumble was launched in 2014. And there's a lot of differences and similarities between all three of the apps. Yeah, so as... um, Okay, as of 2019, Bumble has 5 million users, Tinder has 7.8 million, and Hinge has 1.2 million users. So, that's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of users, right? 
it's interesting that Tinder and Bumble have um, so many more than Hinge because they both have brand ambassador programs. Um, so I wonder if that has a big effect on the number of users. I think that it does, honestly. Yeah. I'm surprised that Hinge honestly hasn't had a program yet. Yeah, but I guess... Um, if it's geared towards... It's geared towards... Older crowd, they yeah. wouldn't have the college. They wouldn't have the college yeah. program. Dating platforms that us and all of our friends, people our age, immediately think of when it comes to online dating are Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. There's like over a hundred different online dating platforms. Yeah, so um, for example, um, there's Grindr, which is one of the best at app like a dating app for queer men it's been the og dating app since uh 2009 when it started a sex revolution revolution in the gay community um there's other apps such as her which is best for a queer woman which is really important because lesbian or bisexual women are sometimes fetished on other dating apps especially by men fetishized 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 is it i don't know is fetished a word, Morgan? Fetish? Yeah. Um, fetishized? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can we use a different word? Not really. What's another word for that? What's the sentence? Because lesbian or bisexual women are sometimes fetished on other apps. Okay, Cupid, which is actually catered um, more towards the user's political beliefs, and it said it's best for people that are liberal. Yes. We can get a sense of just how many online dating platforms there are from an article by Leah Stodart. Um, it's titled, Which Dating App Should You Use? She just gives a quick overview of a couple different sites. Um, she also listed Nuit, N-U-I-T, um, I've never heard of this, but I thought it was very interesting because it's focused on astrology and it has you put like your birth time and your zodiac chart okay. on your profile. I never Some heard of Some people that are really either. into that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, there's Hey Baby, which is for single or future parents. Um, I saw one today in an Instagram video called Meet North and you, the user will tag the restaurant or bar they're at. Um, and other users can see where they're at and text them asking to meet up at whatever location. So there's so many apps out there. Yeah, there's so many. And there's also, you know, websites like Christian Mingle and eHarmony, mm -hmm. even Seeking Arrangements. Yep. Like, those are all considered online dating. So I saw there was a couple that are specifically for just having sex called down booty shake yeah specifically catered towards <laughs> you know you know you know it seems that gen z and millennials tend to use tinder bumble and hinge more and yeah, the others. The others, the older crowd, tends to use um, websites or just traditional dating, I guess, more. Yeah, and, you know, things like Hey Baby, obviously, um, you know, that's geared towards older people who are 
want to have kids, thinking about having kids. Yeah. You know? I'm not really thinking about that. that. Maybe I there's know. younger people on there, though. Okay, so in a research article from the Association for Psychological Sciences titled Online Dating, A Critical Analysis from the Perspective of Psychological Science, um, they asked the question whether online dating promotes better romantic outcomes than conventional dating. There's been no compelling evidence that online dating fosters superior relationships as opposed to conventional dating. Um, it seems that the advantages of it come more with the, the start to a relationship. Like getting to meet people and the mm -hmm. options for who you're meeting. Um, in the article, it says it offered online dating offers unprecedented and convenient levels of access to potential partners. This is helpful, helpful for people who lack this access. Um, online dating platforms allow the daters to get a sense of their compatibility with potential partners before deciding to meet them. Some apps will also let users edit their preference to rid their dating pool of people who are likely to be bad relationship partners. So that's obviously an advantage because, you know, you don't even have to speak to people that don't align with your values or your beliefs or your interests, really. Yeah, and I think that um, adding the preferences, which most of these apps have, some more detailed and extreme than others but adding the preferences helps you filter out the men that you don't want anything to do with and you can add preferences such as age location drinking and smoking habits and you can also add your interests like like if you like to go to concerts you like to cook travel read write etc yeah if you think of going on like a blind date you know, that's way different than going on a Tinder date because you don't know anything about them. At least if you're meeting someone that you chose, that you swiped on, hopefully there's a chance that you'll actually like them. Yeah, and even if you don't, you're probably going to look up the person regardless online. That's true. So even if you met them at yeah. a bar and you just got their name, you're probably most likely going to look them up on social media before. Yeah. So this is already an easy way to get to know them and like them telling you what they want you to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, for people who don't have big social circles mm -hmm. or, you know, aren't part of a club or anything, they don't really have a way to meet people in person. So Yeah, and even, like you said, it's not about the if the outcome of the relationship just about meeting the people right and creating it's those not relationships. the pursuit the possibility of the pursuit mm -hmm. yep but there's a lot of disadvantages too to online dating obviously there's a lot of disadvantages to online dating so there's the risk of people misrepresenting themselves online um and also misrepresenting how they would be in a relationship with you. Because a lot of people spend time texting and communicating with someone online via text, on the phone, for months before meeting. And they have this whole infatuation with this person that they've never met in a relationship that technically doesn't exist yet. Um, so that could be a disadvantage when you meet those people and you're super disappointed and 
how they are, what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the John Bridges articles, um, The Illusion of Intimacy, he says online dating creates an illusion of intimacy prior to any actual meeting, setting the stage for immediate disappointment or short-lived euphoric romance. And I feel like that is something that I hear a lot, too, with people that do online date. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of how people become so infatuated and obsessed with celebrities, Mm -hmm. you know, that they've never met and you just have an idealized version of them in your head. Um, You know, create like fantasies with the person. Exactly. You don't even know if you're going to like them. Like you never even seen them eat a meal yet or (laughs) spoke to them. You might hate their voice. Exactly. Exactly. They might be a close talker. Yeah. Like in Seinfeld. You don't want that. (laughs) Or a low talker. What are you going to do then? Yeah, and the communication is so different in person online because a lot of people might talk more on via text and then when you meet them in person, they're super reserved. Mm-hmm. Or opposite, where you kind of like it, more reserved, and they're super loud Yeah, and talkative. Yeah. Also, we're going to talk about this later, but um, it kind of plays into how the... Th- the threshold for answering messages, like how soon you should answer mm-hmm. them. You know, you want to do it in a way that shows you're interested, but you don't want to seem too pushy. You don't yeah. want to put someone off. So that's definitely a big part yes. of it. And then obviously other disadvantages we'll talk about more too in other episodes are, you know, the user's lack of serious intentions, you know, wanting a serious relationship in the future, Um, saying they do but not actually wanting that Um, you know ghosting catfishing um, information misuse you know giving information to someone that might use use it and for bad purposes and also a lot of dating apps can become really addictive it's just like swiping on tiktok or instagram yeah yeah my hinge is blowing up thanks